Yeah, I love I, lo- I love like the town that we're from though. Like as I as I sort of walk past that bus stop, somebody threw like a pair of tits in like <laughs> spray paint. So I'm so proud of this village. <laughs> Nothing's going to change. And then he goes, but we're opening garden centres. It's like, if you can choose one fucking thing to open, <laughs> garden centre. Everyone, da- everyone get down to Hollybush. Yeah, who the... No one's crying over fucking tulips, you know what I mean? <laughs> Hello there, and welcome to the Wolfpack Coronavirus Podcast. This week, myself, Aiden and Richard only talked about the one thing that was on everybody's mind, and that was the Prime Minister's statement to the nation on Sunday. We discussed our opinions and our thoughts. After that, myself and Aiden discussed the Prime Minister's planned rollout for England. But first, I started off by asking about the Prime Minister's ambitious target for testing. Well, testing, yeah, I mean, it, Boris says it's going up to about, he, want, he wants it to go about to several hundred thousand a day, didn't he? That's right, um, it was like a quarter of a million, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I don't know, you read conflicting things, don't you, um, in, in, in the press about, you know, how, how many tests he's actually given out and, you know, how much you like going through the post and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it certainly seems to be a lot more than, than it was at the start. Um, and obviously with, you know, with, with the same thing happening all across the world, it's, so I suppose demand's another thing you've got to look at in with with these kits because everybody's wanting them, aren't they? So, um, of course. I think I think you've got to give it a little bit of leeway that that way. You know, you can't just blame the government for you know market economy sort of actions like demand, you know, global demand. No, that's that's a fair point. I think you can't just say, well, yes, we want to do this, but we have to put into a te- you know, as you say, have to put into effect that it is a worldwide problem. It isn't just solely the UK's problem. Um, no. You know, the time for sort of international comparisons or I imagine come at the end. Um, Arden, what were you thought, your thoughts about Boris's uh, target for testing, first and foremost? Uh, what, specifically on testing? Or... Yeah, specifically on testing. Um, well, I think it's just, I don't really know what to, to believe anymore, really, to be honest. I mean, what's the point? Because uh, I, <laughs> and it it, it sounds it sound stupid, but I got tested on Saturday, right? Last yeah. Saturday, I got the results on Friday, right? So I had yeah. to wait six days, right? Yeah. There was no one at the testing station, but what if after the test, and I'm making light of this, what if I had gone into Sainsbury's and somebody coughed over me and then I've got the virus? I have. I won't know if I've got the virus until. Well, I will never know unless I get ill. I think it's just. I don't know. I'm so disillusioned with it all. To be honest, I, I just don't see the point of it in any of it anymore. Do you, do you, do you th- do you think those the tests are aimed at people though? Like, um, you know, those those are in um, pretty much like self isolation. Those are the people that should be taking the test. People that think that they've got symptoms, they they should they should be the ones taking the test. Yeah, I I had symptoms. Yeah, so I had I had a head uh, fever, and uh, I thought I was coming down with it. So 
Yeah. Well, you, I mean, you did you did the right thing to get tested, but then I suppose on the same the same sort of hand, you should shouldn't be going to Sainsbury's if you think you've got symptoms as well. But yeah, yeah, that's a good. But I, I I didn't go to Sainsbury's, but just just to confirm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, walking a dog if a jogger sort of ran past, bre- breathed on me or something, but. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I'll believe it when I see it with the testing uh, approach. Yeah. Do you know what as well? I um I haven't I haven't said this on on a message or anything, but I'm I, I hate to say, it, but I think I'm starting to come around a little bit to your ways of thinking a little bit. I'd like a little bit. Yes. Ever so slightly. Oh, that's but amazing. That, that's historic. Um, that's that's only, that's only because like the the, the other day I, I read an article where it said how how many people um, are actually dying like and the, the, there's one there's one guy that had a cardiac arrest on the street and they they put down his cause of death COVID nineteen like like that's that's not the case you know what I mean it's it's just, just it it just seems a little bit of an easy an easy get so how much how how true are the figures. Exactly, yeah, and I I know uh, a lady who I who I used to work with. Sadly, her uncle died. Um, really sad, you know. Somebody I know quite well, and uh, but yeah. her uncle was already in hospital with with uh, heart disease, and um, yeah. unfortunately he passed away. But they put COVID on his death certificate, uh, but because he did actually get it, but she knows he didn't die of that. He died of a pre-existing heart condition. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm reading a lot more like that at the moment, to be honest. Um, and it, yeah, it, it, it does make you think, like, what is the true number of actual deaths, you know? Um, are the tests being used on the wrong people as well? You know, so, you know, going back to your testing question there, Peg, like, how how um, how well are the tests actually being used? Are they Are they being directed in the right way? Um, are the people that actually need the test getting them or it's a difficult one isn't it so I, I like that you know the, the, the government's going to be ambitious and try and get to a quarter of a million tests you know as soon as possible ideally by the end of next month <clears throat> my concern is is just how how is it plausible it's it's all right to have a target that's com- I'm completely comfortable with that and you know if the government thinks that's ambitious that's completely up to them what I would like to have seen is a sort of a this is how we'll get to this because will we just have a very cynical well what I think is very cynical um, what I thought was very cynical the whole 100,000 tests a day target by the end of April when they slightly mishand- slightly fudged the figures sent out a load of home tests and at the last day of April hit the, te- hit the target and then haven't hit it since yeah, yeah. So I think I've got nothing wrong. I've got nothing negative to say about having the target for a test, a, a test for a testing regime. I think my only concern is just how is that viable? What what are you actually going to do to get to it? What what's the, what's the plan? How are you measuring it? It's, yeah, um, yeah. What you know? There's there's some there's the that the that's some interesting stuff there. You know, on on testing. Because I do believe, and I've said this from the beginning, the, we're, we're going to have to test that. We're going to have to test our way out of it. You know, there is no sort of magic bullet unless a vaccine comes along in the next two months, um, yeah. which is highly unlikely. Let's be honest. Um, 
and then of course the next phase will be sort of around if we can't if we don't have if we can't have a vaccine then we need to understand sort of the next stage um and testing our way out of it and that does that mean you test people regularly so to come back to Iden's point who had a who had a fever took a test is now negative but to use his example if he then goes out into the community you know and we'll come on to the restrict you know the easing of restrictions net you know after this um Will he then be allowed to get that get another test if he's got symptoms? I, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever read anything to suggest otherwise. But yeah, I think there is a there is a thought out there. So, for instance, I had to self isolate. Hayley had to self isolate. We couldn't get a test at the time. Could we now have a test if we got symptoms again? Would would I then get a further test if he got a cough again? Yeah, it, 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 I would just like the whole thing for me is just clarity. So if we think about that, and then moving on to sort of the actual address tonight, what did you think about the prime minister's performance in his address this evening? Uh, I'd I'll start with you, mate. Yeah, so I, I watched it with my family here, and uh, <clears throat> I, I I don't think I've ever seen a speech where somebody talks for so long and says absolutely nothing. He didn't lay out any plan. He basically just said, you can exercise a little bit more. Uh, don't go on mm-hmm. public transport. Work from home. Maybe a bit of easing there for some uh, workers, but he, it wasn't very specific. And then he, he also said the, the hospitality sector could open in July, but it's not a guarantee. So, Yeah, so it's important to state that the sort of the whole plan was conditional, wasn't it? But obviously the biggest thing is, is that the start the start from tomorrow about work about um, work from home if you can but if you can't you should be encouraged back into work. Mars, what were your thoughts on that? Um, well, uh, I, I suppose uh, with with you guys, um, you you like Boris. Boris really that that's the one that you that that's the one that you watch and that's the one that you take notice of because it directly yeah. affects both of you. Um, that's right. Because we live in England, yeah, and you live in Wales, obviously. So you'd listen to Mark Dreyford, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I've had something to compare it to. I, I agree with what you're saying, Ide, that um, he talked for like maybe what, 10, 15 minutes. And yeah. um, what he actually said, you could have probably fitted it and in, fit into about two or three minutes, possibly. Two or three minutes, yeah. Um, but what, what I liked and what I thought was a lot different to what we had in Wales, he, he said, like, potentially, if we carry on, this could happen. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't get that in Wales at all. Um, if you think speaking for 15 minutes and having two minutes of um, actual content was bad, you should listen to Mark Drakeford. He, he, he'll, he'll talk for half an hour and have about 30 seconds of actual content. <laughs> like, it, it's literally, uh, it's it's just mind-numbing. And, like, the, yeah, I, I yeah, my, 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 my opinions of the Welsh Government weren't exactly flourishing before but no they're they're right down in the ditches at the moment it's um i think Bor- comparing boris's to what mark drakeford's was like was is is a million times better but i can still see like obviously you know he, he did only have a little bit of content where he could fit that into a couple of minutes yeah i, I did i was disappointed by the prime minister this evening i, I have to admit yeah. Um, he could he could he, he could have said more, couldn't he? I think he um, more actual meaningful content rather than just blabbing on. Yeah, 
I think a lot of people were expecting... He, he gave us, he did say in his own words, a sketch of a plan, and, and we were given a sketch of a plan. Yeah. Now, the white paper, I believe, with all the information has been released tomorrow, which is 50 pages long. So, you know, if you've got the time tomorrow, have a read through that. My concern is is that, as, as, as you say, it was a 15-minute 15 15-minute 15 address to the nation, really important, only ever really done in times of, you know, real national emergency when they have a debt, you know, when you have a Downing Street address, not just a statement from outside with the lectern, which, you know, which happened every week during the whole Brexit debacle. Yeah. Um, and, and I agree. I, I felt he didn't say a great deal. He gave a sort mm. of, this is what we could do here and this is what we could do here. Well, people want detail, you know. Um, are we going to be able to go on holiday? in the summer holidays, you've effectively said that secondary schools aren't going back till September. Why not just say kids aren't, go secondary schools aren't going back till September. We might get the exam years in next year for a week or two at the, at the end of the school year, but we can't guarantee that. But for everyone else, you aren't going back. I just feel, listening to that, there's a lot of stuff that you have to... Um, sort of intonate and, 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 and try and sort of gleam in reading between the lines when actually I think in a yeah. time of any type of crisis what you need is is direct is to be direct with the people with, with people you know yeah. I can understand you know and, and looking at the whole stuff this this morning and this afternoon about the changing of the slogans from stay at home you know stay home protect the NHS save lives to stay alert control the virus save, save lives it's really important, I think, that that pe pe people want clarity. Yeah, you know, spe spell it out for people. I understand that we can all sit there and read in between the lines. The problem with things like that, it, you will open things up to interpretation. I don't see why the pre the previous slogan stuff was really straightforward and really easy to understand. This next piece just feels a little bit more vague to me. Almost like it raises more questions than it answers. Yeah, I understand as well that there's a part there that says it's harder to get out of a lockdown than it is to get into it. I understand that completely. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think, I think as we both echo there, you know, as we all echo there, we would have liked a little bit more meat on the bones. I think you it know? just it's symbolic yeah. and a perfect example of how wishy-washy the leadership has been. Because when we were joking about that slogan before, it is just, it's, it's almost mm -hmm. Sesame Street. We'll, we'll move on to the next bit then, Martin. I think you've got to go. Um, and yeah. we'll talk about the quarantining of air passengers. So this yeah. is something that didn't happen before. It's been introduced soon. Again, yeah. going, to de going to detail. It, I think this is something we should have done six weeks ago. What are your thoughts, Martin? Um, honestly, I thought it, it was already in place. <laughs> um, <if you're, laughs> well, that tells you everything, didn't it? If you if if you if your country is on lockdown, why the hell yeah. do you let people come into the country? Like, what? The I I thought I I was shocked to hear that. Just because I thought it like I don't know can't, common sense. People are obviously going to not be in quarantine when they come into the country, but. No, like no. supposedly they've not been coming into quarantines, but I no, no I was not been tested either. Yeah, not even been tested. It's like 
yeah, I, I was a little bit shocked because I thought I thought that was already happening. If I'm being honest, um, and that that's that's coming from a little bit of a fan of Boris Johnson, but <laughs> and he, yeah, I think he's, yeah. I think I think he's really dropped dropped the, dropped the ball there. That 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 should have been done before anyway. You don't you don't you don't need to be a scientific expert or a medical expert to have introduced that. If you put in if you put in your own citizens on lockdown, then um, you know visitors to the country should be on the same or more um, more measures than your own citizens. But yeah, that, no. that's, that's what I think. But. Yeah, I was quite surprised that, that that's been introduced so late. As I said, I, I, you'd have thought that was something you'd have got in place oh, 100%. six yeah. weeks ago. 100%. Yeah, oh, same, what are your thoughts? You? I had no idea. <laughs> I, was, I was gobsmacked when, when I heard that. So it's like, you're, you're, you're telling me that we're all in lockdown, but you're still letting flights coming into the country and you're not testing them. It's just it's just absurd, and yeah. when you really analyse it, this government have been, you know, and I'm I'm a floating voter, but late on testing, late on lockdown, late on PPE, late on stopping flights from coming in. It, it's been an absolute joke. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's just late, late, late on everything, um, and I think you know there will be obviously be a reckoning in political reckoning in in years to come, and. Maybe that might be that might be the case. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, th- I think I think PPE wise, um, I, I I don't I don't think that's all the government's fault. Um, I believe they've got a hand in it. Absolutely, they've got a hand in it. But um, logistics yeah. within the NHS, there are logistics specialists within the NHS. I think I think that yes, I, would I, think. I think they need to take responsibility as well. Because I mean, if you you've got to you've got to get to put the PPE to the right places, you know what I mean. If if you if you send a letter to some somebody, um, you, you know you, you blame the postman. You don't blame Boris Johnson. If you need something going from one place to another, it's logistics, really, not not central government. Um, you you, mm-hmm. could, you could blame him if there's a lack of funding, but if if the PPE's um, not being sent to the right place, I think I think logistics need to. Um, be be sort of targeted as well to be honest but that's a do do you know what as well there there are there are small companies in this country who can provide more than enough ppe but it's the it's it's, it's all the forms and the governance and all that sort that they've got to fill in which they it just takes time like when 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 my my mother-in-law my mother-in-law is sewing up ppe she's she's volunteering to to create masks and gowns but and you know what I mean, like, like, why the hell don't the governance people in the NHS say, right, we will test them for standards, but you don't have to pass any, like, you know, if you're financially stable and all that sort of stuff. Well, just get the bloody PPE in. We're we're in we're in a lockdown. We're in a, a, a pandemic. Get the PPE in. Like, there's only so much you can blame the government for the PPE. I I, I think you know, if there's more than enough PPE in this country and people are saying, oh no, you forgot to fill. Part forty-four of the contract, whether well, you can't you can't supply us with PPE. It's like get a life. Come yeah. on, guys, just relax the rules a little like bit. People you know are I mean? using underpants as face masks, so you know, you get something in. Yeah, <laughs> they they use underpants as face masks, and then they're saying, "Oh, well, this face mask is three years out of date." Well, at least it's a bloody face mask. It's not a bit of bloody kegs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> but um, la- last week we had this quiz, 
and um, one of the one of the, the challenges was the first one to fetch an egg. Okay. Win. So Anna legged it to the to the fridge, and then obviously I've got a, a big bowl there. The you know. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go with it? Here you go. Yeah, well, she 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 um she got this egg, and they're like, yeah, and we were all on camera, and she smashed it on my head, and it just went everywhere, just covered in like egg and everything. I was like, I was like, they yeah. like they've planned this, so. I, uh, I walked past your house today and my dog tried to take a piss on your fence. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I did stop him. So he oh, cheers, mate. Right, yeah. He, he didn't, yeah, just looking out for you. But he did try. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> dad, I'm surprised my dad wasn't out drinking in the garden with a shotgun. But <laughs> yeah. Good old Papa uh, Morris. Hey, yeah, look yeah. There's his fucking dog taking a piss again. Diane, get the shotgun. <laughs> Hasta la vista, Dante. Hasta la vista, Dante. That actually sounds great. Norman's crying over fucking tulips. <laughs> Quick, <laughs> get down to home by Hayley. I need the chrysanthemums replanted. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. They're just mocking us, aren't they, now? It's like, everywhere's closed, but there's a flower. <laughs> um, Peg and I are kicking me off. They they, they, they said, well, she has no no place oh, in English boy. business. So. <laughs> yeah, this is, this, is, this, is our, this is our business now. You've got Mark right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Primary school's over. Enjoy I'm going to the big boys. Enjoy... <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, enjoy going to the, the garden centre tomorrow, won't you? Oh, God, yeah. I, I can't wait for some more tulips, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that flower bud isn't going to replant itself. Might get, All the best. Might mate. get some begonias as well. See, See you later, guys. That's it. See you in a bit. Uh, this, is, this is English business now for English people or people living in England. Um, so from tomorrow, you can work from home if you can. But if you can't, your employer is to encourage you to come into work. But you should avoid public transport where necessary and try walking or cycling to work. What are your thoughts it's, on it's that? so ambiguous bit? to me, um, you know, because... Where I'm, where I live, there's not much public transport anyway, and I, I think it's the same for you. I think we both drive mm-hmm. to work, so so I get maybe on the right, yeah. tube or something or the bus. You you avoid that, so that's a good instruction. But what about all of the people mm-hmm. who are working from home anyway? I really want to understand what the exception list is and, and what 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 who is he actually talking to when he says that? Is he talking about the construction industry? Is he talking about restaurants? Yeah, which I don't think he is, but no. So uh, when I, w- I watched when I watched it through, when they showed you the graph with the the R rate and then the, the step one, step two, step three, it looked like particularly when it said going back to work, the figure was of someone who looked like they had a yellow hard yeah. hat on. So I think that's maybe aimed in construction at the construction industry more, which. I suppose if you're outdoors, it, you, you can socially distance because your office is quite an open workspace. It's not like working in an office space like us. They might be building yeah. offices or hospitals. Um, what I found interesting 
and actually this would have been good for Moss to stay on the call because of his expertise in this industry, is just how are people going to get to work if you're telling them to avoid public transport? So if they've got a car, that's great, or the van, they'll take the van, but you're going to encourage yeah. people to walk or cycle. Yeah. And I, I guess it's one of so, those, like if, you, if you're close to work, great, people would probably do that anyway. Yeah. But if, you, if you're mm -hmm. dependent on public transport it's probably because you need it right yeah of course because you might not be able to afford a car because the cars aren't no. cars aren't cheap are they so from wednesday we can have unlimited exercise and but we and we can we can play sport but only with members of our household so my my question to you is how good <laughs> is dante as a goalkeeper yeah you know uh more improved kickabouts. I mean, he's no David Seaman, but he's a uh, he's uh, a <coughs> yeah. He's, he's probably he's a like a Lewis Carrius. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Lewis Carrius. <laughs> no, fair enough. I think this again is just an absolute stupid decision to to basically. That, that, that we'll no longer be encouraged to sort of go home if we're out and about, if we're out in a park. But as long as you're two metres apart from people who don't live with you, that's fine. I just see that being an absolute recipe for chaos. I mean, I, as you know, it's, it was VE Day this, you know, VE Day on Friday and it's been VE Day weekend. And just seeing clips of people out in their street, not two metres apart, singing We'll Meet Again or doing the conga on a washing line, I'm just sitting there and thinking, that's just 200 yeah, people it, now it's, just getting it's a disgrace, infected. isn't it? And I'm, I'm torn between this because, you know, I, I, I'm very much in favour of freedom of freedom of movement, um, you know, sort of individual empowerment. But there are... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we but both we are. do see stupid people going out there, huddled up, doing the conga, you know, huddled up in parks and stuff. And I see it all the time, actually, where near me, you know, that groups are huddled together. So maybe that there does need to be some state control. Yeah. But it's it's just sad because they're ruining it for everyone really. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? So obviously the next three weeks is going to be a monitoring phase to see how that works. Do you reckon with event do you reckon we'll move to the June the step two of the plan or do you reckon it will it will take some adjustment and actually we might have another three weeks of, of this again or even some lockdown I think restrictions being reapplied. I don't think the, the movement and the actual lockdown measures are going to do anything. I think what we're probably most likely going to see in the next six to eight weeks is, and I'm just being speculative here, but I think the death rate is going to go right down to mm -hmm. less than 10. Um, I could be way wrong uh, hopefully, hopefully I'm not, you know, we don't want to see any deaths, um, but I think we'll see death rates go right mm -hmm. down, but I don't think people's habits are going to change too much. Actually. I think people who, I think people have been going out and being respectful and I don't know. What do you think? I think that's it. It's an interesting one that I, I, I could see it either work really but well, will be an unmitigated disaster. I don't think it will be an in-between. Um, my concern is is that introduction of unlimited exercise and people sort of getting out of their house and whatnot could spike that spike the cases back up, which we won't see for three weeks. 
potentially, and that's that that that's the worry because people might see the the daily rate, you know, the the seven day rolling average go down and down and down. But in the meantime, this is all, all these people are being reinfected, you know. And there was a, a statistician who came out the week at the weekend who who believes with his calculations there's still twenty thousand people being infected yeah. a day with coronavirus. Um, so it could be. It could, it could hopefully, and I would absolutely hope, of course, that the government's yeah. plan will work. But part of me does believe it's going to be an absolute yeah. unmitigated disaster. I get the feeling it's either going to be one or the, it, it, we're either going to be, it'll be fine, yeah. or it'll be an absolute shit shower. And I don't see what I don't, yeah, I don't see there being much the of a middle don't ground. Know either, and that's why they're being very cagey with their with their messages because yeah. I don't think they know. I think what what was initially advised with this, you know, with, with that graph, just a massive spike in deaths that could re- reach potentially millions. We haven't seen that. Is that because of the social yeah. distancing? Is it because of something else where, where they may be a little bit wrong? You know, it's it's good to be cautious, but we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fair to say that the reason why the death rate has come right to the position where it is isn't. You know, over thirty thousand is still far too high, in my opinion. It's it's too one is too high, um, but I do worry that it that it might spike back up. But the reason why it's been kept as low as it has done day to day yeah. is because of the measures that were in place. So a, a slight uneasing of those. It'll be interesting to see what what people yeah. decide to I do agree. And I think or we'll what they choose out, to do. Um, you know, we'll find out. Something I wanted to share, actually, um, I've seen a scientist shared some data today about the five main causes of death once you've got COVID. So really good, actually. I'll just go through them, actually, for our listeners. Yeah. So if you hit any of these five categories, you are at a heightened risk of uh, potentially dying from, from this. So uh, age, so it affects old age people, um, obesity. Mm-hmm. Uh, diabetes, yeah. Um, cancer. So yeah. A lot of cancer patients have died with COVID. And then the f- the fifth one, which I found really yeah. fascinating, was male. Apparently, more men are dying than women. All right. Did he give any thoughts into that, or was that just in the data? And he didn't give it's, an explanation of what the story might think that way. Um, but to, just to trivialise it a little bit. You know, when we always refer to man flu, I think the flu and, and coronaviruses yeah. in general, I think they affect men worse. Uh, I think there's a, like a science behind that. We're just not as resilient as women, basically. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's true to say that women are better <laughs> yeah. than men in most yeah, things absolutely. anyway, aren't they? I agree. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about June the 1st. So again, the conditional plan would be a phased reopening of some shops and primary schools beginning with reception, year one and year six. So some shops reopening, providing they can keep the two metre two meter rule I mean, in place. I think that's uh, it's probably not the worst thing to do at this stage. I mean, I think the school... The school season or whatever it is, it's it's pretty much ruined anyway, isn't it? So they might as well just keep it closed until September. Yeah, start it is. a new term. Yeah, yeah. I, I I just think that the that feels to me like yeah. an experiment. 
Do you know what I mean? Just reopening some of the years. Is there a bit that just says for me, look, it's not happening until September, but we're going to use the next six months to help schools build out a plan on how they then do things from September? Yeah, absolutely. There's so much unknown right now. And I think the UK are being quite clever, actually, because they're looking at some of these other countries, uh, rival economies like Germany and the USA, start to fully open. And maybe they're just sitting back and saying, "Okay, let's see how they get on. Let's see how this uh, virus behaves. Yeah. And then and then I think so. It's probably not. It's probably quite a smart move, actually. I think that they're holding their cards a little bit to see what what happens in other countries. Okay. Interesting. Um, there was no timeline on secondary schools given, although the the Prime Minister did say that he, that years 10 and 12 might get some time with teachers before the end of the school year. Again, I think that just comes back to, look, could we just say it's going to have to be September? If you need to arrange some sort of uh, Zoom or Skype or WebEx lessons, revision t- lessons, then you may have to do that. You know, I think what it's proved, I don't know how it is with, with your workplace, but it is with mine. It's, it's actually proved a great deal of how, flexibility, how yeah. flexible of a workforce we are with all the technology at hand. Could our, could our schools not do, could our schools move to some form of homeschooling yeah. where, you know, as long as ch- if children are in front of their computer by nine o'clock and they can do their lesson, do their work and then move on to the next call and whatnot. Is that something that potentially that schools could do for half the half the population or three quarters of the population while your years ten and twelve yeah. you know, and in year ten and twelve you go into school to to do that revision and, and get yourselves up for your for your probably the GCSE way the and A levels, I, I don't know. You know. Yeah. Probably is. thirty kids in a classroom not, not getting the attention they need. If they're at home, at least they, they can they're comfortable, they've got yeah. all the equipment there, they can it's going to be an interesting one. And finally, uh, from July the 1st, again, conditionally, the reopening of some of the hospitality sector and public places. This looked like sort of bars, cinemas, yeah, restaurants. It's, it's massively, it, it's a difficult one. So just, just for anyone listening, so my, my family own a, uh, a cafe. So I guess it's like a mom and pop type of cafe, a cafe. Uh, that you would expect. Yeah. You know, we're really struggling. So yeah. we're you know, um, with the wages, the furlough scheme hasn't gone through for us yet. And, uh, you know, the wages. And then when we reopen, mm-hmm. we're, we're starting to think, well, if we have to do the social distancing, is our profits going to cover the wages and the staff and all of that stuff? So that's just a small business. But when you're looking at a big restaurant that turns over 20K a, a week, yeah, you know, they're dependent on that ter- cash flow. So I think it's, and I, I hate talking about this because exactly. it, it has this view of putting pounds before people, which sounds sounds horrific, and that's absolutely not the case. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the yeah. economy, I think the small to medium sized business is going to really struggle, and um, and it it'll be interesting to see how we can get through that. It'll be interesting to see what the banks and the government can do to support companies to to stay afloat. It will be interesting. I, I think the, you know the government's furlough scheme will will have to continue for at least the medium term. If you know, yeah, 
Yeah, do you yeah. mind if I use your folks' business as, a, as an example? Yeah, so I imagine, you know, they employ a number, you know, a handful of workers. Yeah, it's about uh, eight. Probably less than 10, all in all. So it's about eight. So those eight people, I don't know how many of them are part-time and how many of them are full-time. Are you going to have to reduce people's hours down by half, by half, and then ask the government to pay the other half's wages? And if so, how long is that going to continue? It's going to have to be... I don't think you can, you know, for that for that particular bit, I don't think you can just switch the furlough scheme off in June and, and say, well, well, that's it, get back to it. It's going to have to be sort of a, people have to do a phase return to work and there'll have to be a phase Absolutely. tapering you're, you're off of the furlough scheme, of, I imagine. If we use, say, uh, let's say, use a Chinese buffet as an example, um, you've got the social distancing measures yeah. that will need to be put in. So already your tables are halved. So you're, you're in theory in a very high level, your takings will probably half. Then you've got the added risk of people are very yeah. uh, afraid to leave their homes, very reluctant to go out in public. I think it'll be like this for the next year, 18 months. I of think course. actually, I think it's ingrained in us now because we obviously we want to protect our families and that's a biological impulse. So we're not just going to go back to normal, um, even if we were allowed to. It's it's interesting that, isn't it? Right back to the first podcast, I think me, you and Moss made a prediction of when we thought things would be over. And me and Moss both said September and you went on and said winter 2021. And we kind of laughed at you. And I think the further we've gone into this and now you can sort of see what the way out looks like in returning to normal. The more I think, so, well, actually, yeah, I think that's yeah, probably closer to, to where we'll way, end it? up. It, it is. It is. And um, I think, you know, the government's plan is uh, is an interesting one. I think, as we, you know, as we said, it was a little sparse on detail overall. We'd obviously see more information and see what the see what members of parliament say about it tomorrow. Um, as I say, I, I think in a time when, you know, we need to be a little bit more directive in that leadership position, you know, the Prime Minister and the government, actually, I, I found a, a little bit too, too wishy-washy, too... I think the, the feeling liberal, that I almost. have, and I think my dad as well, and I think everyone um, is just afterwards just a little bit underwhelmed, really, mm-hmm. and just a little bit like, meh, is that it? You know, I guess it's not much has changed, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I felt. Obviously, not much has changed, but hopefully things will will things will head back to uh, to how they were. But as you say, by the looks of this, by the looks of our plan at least, and then the potential ramifications if if you know if infection rates go back up, we we could Indeed. be looking at another let's, let's eighteen watch this months. Space. Yeah, good stuff. All right then, Ida. Nice one, mate. I'll speak to you ne- hopefully next week. You know, we'll jump on in the middle of the week in case something happens. But it'll be interesting just to keep an eye on those uh, those figures over the next few weeks and keep yeah. abreast of those. But good, good to speak to you again. Speak to you next week. And everybody listening, we'll see you all next week. Thank you very much.